Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Building from the Bottom podcast. This is chapter three, episode three. Let's jump right in. I'm sitting in a dark bedroom. It's nearly 3 p.m. in the afternoon on the 20th of October. In the next few days, I've got different events coming up and it's something I'm going to be talking about in this podcast. But to jump straight in, this is something I just realized that I really want to talk about. And this topic is wants versus needs. What do you want from your life? What do you want from your family, your friends? What do you want for yourself? And what do you need? Right down to the core basics. What do you need for yourself, your friends, your family? Just what do you need? Let me give you some examples. What do I want? Well, if I go back in time and I was to sit down with myself when I was 15 years old, what I felt like I needed was a longer evening and less homework so I could spend a bit more time playing on my Xbox. That would have felt like a need for me. But realistically, what that was, was a want. I wanted to spend more time with my friends playing on Xbox, whatever the game was that I played when I was 15 years old. It was probably some form of Halo or Call of Duty. And the truth is, oftentimes in life, we can get blindsided. It seems like we need something, but the reality of it is, it's just something that we want. And if you want to go deeper into that aspect, do we really want it? And why do we want that object? Why do we want that thing? If I look back and reflect on previous parts of my life, wanting an Xbox game, for example, to play on Xbox with my friends, would I feel like I want that object because my friends have it? Or would the reality be that because my friends have that game, I want to play it, not necessarily because I'm going to enjoy the game, but because I want to be part of that circle and still fit in with my friends and be able to join in when they're making jokes about a previous game that they played the night before? Or would it be for my own self-fulfillment? And that's a, that's a really strong topic that's been going through my head the past week because the truth is the world affects us a lot more than we actually know. The people around us, the people we hang around with, our family members, what they say to us, some of the comments that we read online as we're scrolling through Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, and that influences our lives. For example, another example, let's throw one out there, besides the 14-year-old, 15-year-old Gareth wanting to play Xbox, let's look to the future. A 60, 70, 80-year-old person they would want more time. They would want more time in their life because they'll probably want to spend a bit more time with their kids or their grandkids. They'd want to go back and relive the days where they could 
I don't know, go on a water slide and have lots of fun without their back aching afterwards. And in a way, when we all get to that age, a lot of people often look back and say, I wish I could spend more time with my family or I wish I could go on that slide again because I had so much fun when I was 33 in Cyprus on that water slide. And the truth is that when we get to that point in life and we look back and we reflect, there's no way we can change it. And that's the same for me looking back when I was 15. And that's the same if you're 30 looking back at your teenage years. And it's the same if you're 60, 70, 80, 90, even 100 looking back on your life. And over the past and the previous two episodes, I've talked about life a lot. Life as a whole, life as delicate as it is, and how fragile every single moment that we spend is, how fragile life is. And right now in your life, you can probably think of things that you need, things that you can't live without. And depending how deep you look into it, when I said you probably need things in your life, you may have thought of the recent item that you saw in your local clothes store. Or if you looked a little bit deeper, and you ask yourself this question, what do I need in my life? Then if you really break it down, what do you actually need? The truth is that depends on every single person because every person is different. What do I need right now? Well, that depends on what I wanna invest my time into. I can invest my time into my family and feel like I need to do that. But the truth is I don't actually need to invest time into my family. I don't need to invest time into work. I don't need to invest time into my company. However, sometimes life can be guided by our fear of the consequences that may turn up if we don't invest time, money, our efforts into certain things. For example, if I don't invest time into my family, in 60 years' time, when I'm 80, I will regret that. I'll wish that I could have spent more time with my sister or my brothers. And in turn, in future years to come, that could break away my relationship with my siblings. And it could make me really, really lonely when I'm older. I don't have to invest time into my company. But if I don't invest that time, the consequences that will come will be my company won't grow. It won't move forward. And eventually it will fizzle out and just be a company that's not earning any money and not doing anything. And so that leads into needs. What do you need for yourself right now and what do you need for your future self are two completely different concepts. For myself right now, the truth is I probably don't need to spend time with my family. I don't need to spend time on my company. What I really need right now is a room to sleep in at night, clothes, 
and food. The pure, real basics. Everything else is merely a want. Working to get paid, that's a want. But then that comes down to our morals and things that we live by. And at the end of the day, if you want to have food which you need in order to survive and live, then technically you need a job or you need some way of making money. And thus, that job kind of becomes a need. And hence, we get into this big circle, which we can talk about all day, because some things that affect our needs, then technically they are needs, such as working every day. So where do you really draw the line? And while you're listening to this podcast, just have a little think about what are your needs and wants? What do you need for yourself right now? such as having a job so you can put food on your table? And what do you need so that your future self can have a better life? Hence, for my future self to have a better life, I need to invest my time and my efforts into my family, my girlfriend, and I need to invest time into my company as well. Because in the future, my company can provide me the money, the money in order to keep me alive and keep me surviving. And the truth is, if I don't invest time into that now, then in the future, I could have a lot of shortcomings because I haven't invested my time now. And that leads on to a certain moment this week where I got home from work and I wondered, what should I do now? And I felt like I was at this crossroads, if you want to call it that. And a lot of people feel this in their lives where they feel like they're at a crossroads. No matter how small or large this crossroad might be, it's still a crossroads. And I had this decision to make. It's 7 p.m. this evening, and what do I do? Do I invest my time into my Xbox, have a little fun, have a little relax, chill, put my feet up, watch a movie? Or do I invest the next two to three hours in doing a little bit of work on my company, gaining a bit more knowledge, um, catching up with people I haven't spoke to in a while in regards to a business perspective. Do I ask a few people for advice so that in the future that will bring me knowledge in order to invest into decisions that I'm making on a day-to-day basis in my company? And at that point, I really, really wanted and felt like I needed to relax. I've been working all day, nine to five, had a pretty short break, and I'd just come back from my commute from the train station, and it had been raining, and it just felt like, yeah, this is the night I need to put my feet up, I need to relax. But the truth is, I ended up working. And this goes back to something that a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk has said. And he had probably just done a speaking event of some form and he was speaking to someone or maybe it was on a podcast. He he was speaking to someone and he said that if you want to work for the whole of your 20s, 
because you feel like you have to prove it to yourself and the people around you, then do it. And the truth is, a part of me probably is trying to convince myself that I can be who I want to be. And probably the truth is that I am trying to convince the people around me that I can be who I want to be. And even when I'm on stage and I'm speaking to an audience, at the moment when they see me, they probably just see me as a person speaking to an audience. And that's it. But I don't want that to be who I am. I want to be much more than that. I want to go on stage and people clap their hands when I enter because they know that, oh, Gareth is a really good marketer or Gareth has this huge company that's doing really great and doing really weird and different things. And then there's just me, the name Gareth Rafferty. And what does that actually mean to the world? And the truth is, at this moment in time, um, I have a reach of about 2,000 people online. But if I was to vanish off the earth today, in a year's time, how many people would still be talking about Gareth Rafferty? And the truth is, probably not that much. And that's sad to say. And this is a kind of reality check for myself, but also something I'd advise for you guys to do. How far are you into your journey? Honestly, if you look at where you want to be, where you want to go, who you want to become, just think about that. How far are you into that journey of becoming that person you want to be? Because the truth is I'm only on step one and I've still got a thousand steps to take. And no matter how slowly it takes me to take that step, I will make sure that I take it. And that's just, that's just a part of life, I suppose. How far do you chase your goal until you decide to give up? And the truth is, I think that all depends on you and how resilient you are and how much you really want that thing whether that be a physical tangible item or whether that be an intangible item of an idea it really depends on you are you willing to put in those extra hours when you might be tired and you might want to give up are you willing to push yourself that tiny tiny bit further because in the long run, it might have an impact. I was working on the train this week. I had about 15 minutes. And I just finished reading my book. It was about eight o'clock, quarter past eight in the morning, my normal morning commute. And I had 15 minutes. And I looked around of me, I looked around and I saw quite a few people that were on their laptops, their phones, those sorts of items. And I asked myself a question. Do I want to get my laptop out or do I play on my phone for the next 15 minutes? Because there is no internet. And this was actually the night after I got home and I'd worked on the evening. 
And I thought, you know what? There's a part of my business that I don't need. There's a part of my business that isn't online, a part that I don't need internet for. And even if I make a dent in that piece of work, that's still a little bit further ahead than I was yesterday. And so in that last 15 minutes, which may seem like a a really small amount of time to do work, I probably, well, I read through the whole document and I got about halfway through the document. Bearing in mind this document is only two to three pages. So it's not that large of a document. And so that bears the question, how hard are you willing to work? How are you willing to spend every minute of your day? A lot of people say not to look at the time that you're working, but to look at the time that you're not. Because the time that you're working, well, you're working. But the time that you're not, how can you make that time more productive? Whether it is just a a plain 15 minutes, half an hour on a train, or whether it's an hour on your lunch break. And I mentioned lunch break because that's something I've been working on recently. How can I become extremely productive on my lunch break whilst also taking a break, having a few minutes to bring myself back together in between doing bodies of work? But how do I also be productive without burning out? Because that's something a lot of people will mention and a lot of people think about. And it's something I'm trying really hard not to get into the situation of, especially because I know people that it's happened to and they've burnt out and it's really impacted themselves, but also their company and them as people. And so obviously I, I worked on the train, but how can I make that lunchtime productive? And it's definitely been an area I've been fighting over. Do I really need to be productive at all times? My mentor at work, he sent me a document when I asked him, how can I make my train journeys even more productive when I don't have internet and oftentimes I have very little room? And he sent me this article that was by the Harvard Business Review that basically talked about the art of being unproductive. And so I'm just going to talk about some of the ideas that came with that article. It mentioned things such as how to be more creative. And the art of being unproductive is the fact that it breeds creativity. It breeds new ideas, it breeds new thoughts. And believe it or not, by being unproductive for a small section of your day, can also allow your body to really relax. Whether by being unproductive, and not sitting at your laptop typing away or doing something else like that. By being unproductive, it allows you to gather your thoughts and really just sit there and breathe. Kind of like meditating, if you want to call it that, mindfulness meditation. It allows your your brain to take in more as well, I often find. So what I've now started doing on my lunch breaks, which is something I wanted to share with you because you'll probably all know that I'm working full time now, nine till five, uh, five 15, plus I have an hour commute each way. That means that 
I'm working a lot of hours and obviously I've previously mentioned burning out. So what I often try to do is I try to stand up every say two hours, whether it's just going to a colleague to ask them a question or whether it's going to the printer or going to a meeting. It just helps your blood flow. And then on my main lunch break, I have an hour. And what I do is I often I often still stay in my seat at work. I'll try to get up, have a little walk, maybe make a phone call to someone that I need to talk to. I'll often check my social media for 15 minutes whilst eating my sandwich, eating an apple. That's also something that I think is really important when you're working. Eating. What are you putting into your body? Most days, well, all days so far, I have have a bottle of water and I sip on my water throughout the day. Part of the reason I sip on water is because generally it's healthier for your body. But the reason I sip in particular and not just drink my whole water is also because I probably need the toilet. And I'm sure that's the same for quite a lot of people. If you juggle a lot of water, you end up needing to go to the bathroom multiple times a day. And you're running backwards and forwards because you always need the loo. And so I sip on my water and at lunchtime I eat my sandwiches, but I also try and eat a piece of fruit. And that's harder than it sounds. I really like Granny Smith apples because they're quite sour. and so whenever I can, I will have an apple if I can get them from the supermarket. I don't know why, but there's a certain feeling about fruit, those apples in particular. It makes me feel like I'm doing something good in the world. And it may sound stupid and it may sound silly, but hang on. It makes me feel like I'm doing something good in the world because I'm making myself and my body and this vehicle I have to drive myself and my thoughts. I have this vehicle and when I eat something that's healthy for me, whether that's peas, whether that's apples, it doesn't matter what it is, but I feel like I'm helping this vehicle in a positive way, as opposed to just eating a burger for lunch from McDonald's or whatever. That usually takes me about 15 to 20 minutes checking social whilst I'm eating my lunch. And then I've started reading this book called How to Be Resilient. And I've always described myself as a a person with a very resilient character just because of my, my past and what I've gone through. But now my life is facing new challenges. Challenges that aren't anything to do with foster care. Challenges in business. Challenges in life. As I get older every day, there's always a new thing that I have to try or do. And as I'm only a 20, nearly 21 year old, it's, well, it's part of life. And so as I go through these new challenges, things like starting a company, completely new challenge, I often have to stop myself in in certain moments and remember what I'm doing this for. Remember why I'm doing this and just, well, just breathe. Because oftentimes sitting in a chair and just literally stopping for a second and breathing 
changing your perspective from the perspective where it's very easy to gain negative thoughts and just remembering that there's always an alternative perception. No matter what you're doing, there's always a positive way to look at things. Sometimes if you start to feel yourself slipping into that negative mindset, just stopping for a minute, just to literally breathe, take a few deep breaths, even close your eyes if you have to for a few seconds. It can really allow your thoughts to flutter away like butterflies and then give you that new perspective. So I like to read. I read a book on the train in the morning. I often read a book on the way home too and at lunch for about 40 minutes. And the reason I like to do this is because there's something about reading and I don't know what it is, but it feels like, again, similar to the apple, it feels like you're helping your body and your mind. It stimulates your brain in a different way to tapping at a keyboard all day. And also the fact that I'm taking my eyes off a digital screen really helps. Being able to read still allows me to be productive and gain knowledge without physically doing work. At the moment, I'm reading a resilience book, but you can kind of read whatever you like. I find reading nonfiction books, I mean, I don't know if it's nonfiction. Yeah, it's nonfiction books. By reading nonfiction books, like How to Be Resilient, it can really help you harness your mind, your brain, and it can really help everything you do. And that's why I read those types of books. I couldn't really delve deep into a fiction book. I don't know what it is. I just much prefer books that are helping me progress. And so just remembering to breathe while you're in the workplace or while you're in a situation, whether that's a, a business deal that's maybe not going as well as you would like, just remember to take a few seconds to just breathe and open your eyes to a completely new perspective. Life doesn't have to be complicated. Life doesn't also have to be this dark world of hatred and anger and sadness. Turn that frown upside down. Take a few seconds to breathe when you feel the negativity and the sadness and the anger and the judgment and just let it completely clear your mind and get back to it. The truth is everybody has negative thoughts. You're not alone. And just remembering that everyone has negative thoughts, but also remembering that it's okay. It's okay to breathe. And yeah, just remembering that you're not alone. You are part of a, a much bigger thing that's happening in the world. I think that's super important to remember. And oftentimes we get sucked into comparing ourselves to others, whereas I tend to try and avoid that because if you compare yourself to others, everyone is at a different part of their journey. And I call it a journey because I think life is an adventure. It's an area which 
always being constantly on is not always productive. And as I mentioned, that Harvard Business Review article, spending an hour a day just being switched off, switch off your phone before bed for an hour or two, and being with the people around you that love you and care for you can really kind of rock the boat and not in a negative way. I've always been very clear cut and always wanted to get every single second of every single day working and being productive and felt like I had to, but now I don't feel like I need to. I feel like having that time with my girlfriend or my family members allows me to remember that there's a balance in life. And what do you really want to be? What do you need to be? And only you can determine that. Breathe. Life's not over. No matter how much people will shut you down, whether that's on social media, whether that's in your class at school, whether that's at lunchtime at work, at a social event because you decided that you didn't want to go to that social event because you wanted to put in an extra two hours. And people see time as a very fast-moving thing. Two hours seems like two seconds to some people. And yes, sometimes time does fly when you're having fun, but two hours is a lot of time. A lot of time that you can produce something. A lot of time you can progress an area of your life. And even if you only have half an hour at lunch, spending five to ten minutes just reading Two pages of your book can be a lot more productive than playing a game on your phone. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying games are bad. But sometimes being away from all this digitalness around us, and that's coming from me, someone that loves social media marketing and podcasting and everything technology. Just spending a few hours a day away from your phone, your laptop, your tablet can really, really help harness the value and really allow you to seep in life as a raw form. This podcast so far this season, this chapter, has really taken a right a left turn, I don't even know what turn you want to make. But just the fact that, and I'll say it once and I'll say it again, just life. As I'm sitting at my desk, and it's the middle of October, remembering that I'm sitting here, but there's people in probably every single country on earth at least one person in every country on earth right now is sitting down on a chair, probably the exact same way I'm sitting. It's kind of creepy, but it kind of proves that we're connected. Connected in a way much bigger than me, you, your family, your country. And whenever you're trying to be productive, 
Asking for help is the next topic I want to talk about. Whenever you're trying to be productive, it's very easy to feel like you're in a box. It's very easy to feel like nobody else is going through what you're going through. When actually there's a lot of people that have knowledge that you don't have, and that's okay. Remembering that asking for help from the people closest to you can really help you move on to the next step and the next stage of your life. This week, I've asked multiple people for help. Again, as I mentioned on the previous episode, how do you get that work-life balance? How do you make sure that you're not overworking while still managing a healthy relationship with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your family members, but also trying to get this side hustle, your business that you really, really love to get off the ground because you want to make it go full time? How do you do all of that within a very, very small 24 hours? Well, start by doing the opposite to what I just did. 24 hours is not very small. 24 hours is a lot of minutes and even more seconds. Every second counts. There are some seconds in the day which most of us probably waste. We might spend 20 minutes sitting on our phones with our feet upon the sofa. That 20 minutes could be used for something else, like reading a book, doing a bit more work, spending time with family members. The truth is, you control every second of your life. When you say, I'm sorry, I'm super busy, you're not busy at all. You're just choosing to prioritise your time with something else in comparison to that person, that event, that meeting, whatever that is. And when you're in business, especially if you've got a side business, every second counts. You control your life. And I cannot stress that enough. As a guy that is trying to build a business alongside working full-time and a bunch of other things, remembering that every single second in a day counts and remembering how many seconds of in a day, I think it's something like 64,000. That's a lot of seconds. So get to work. Everyone works in different ways. You can make a a rotor. You can jot down notes on a piece of paper of how you're going to spend every day. You can make a timeline of how you want to spend every day. Put reminders on your phone. It's completely up to you. The options are literally endless. You can become whoever you want to become, but first you have to have the discipline to get you there. So what do you want to become? In 80 years, depending on your age, when you reach the age of 80 or 90 or 100, what do you want to look back 
and be glad about? Where do you want to be sitting when you are 80, 90, 100? Do you want to be sitting in the exact same place you are now? I mean, some of your listeners are probably closer than others. Some of you people that listen probably aren't as young as me, but that doesn't mean you don't have time to change. Change your position in life. Life is what you make it, and you only. Everyone is on their own separate journey of life. And yes, our paths may cross, but you never know what's going to happen. You're in control. I've said it before. You are the only one that can change your life. If you're sitting in a bad situation right now, and you're wondering right now, what can I do to change my life? I really want it to change, but I'm in a really bad situation, and, I'm, and you've got loads of negative thoughts. Just reach out to people. People can help. And that might be really, really hard. It might be hard to reach out to your parents, your siblings, your friends. You might be scared about what will happen. But if you honestly really want to change your life, then sometimes taking that leap and talking to people. Well, that's all you've got. And hey, you're thinking, but what if my friends don't support me? Well, if they don't support you, then were they really your friends? And if, hey, you might be thinking that, but if you do it, and what if they do support you? What if they show you a completely different angle to themselves that you've never seen, but it's actually really helpful and really fulfilling? Who knows? But you're the one in control. So that's your decision to make. Now go out there and do it. Thank you. And have a good week.